We're in one of the fastest growing metros in the country. We've got companies all around us hiring great graduates from the Poole College of Management, from our engineering school and, and et cetera. But we wanna make sure that we continue to interact with those graduates, help them remain relevant and remain useful and productive for the companies that have hired them for upskilling for future careers. So I'm really excited about how we bring our academic talent at NC State together to think about you know, how do we meet those needs and, and do it in a, in a way that continues to differentiate NC State as the Think and Do University. Welcome to the Pool Podcast, the official podcast of the Pool College of Management at NC State University. This is a Think and Do conversation about the relationship between academics and industry. In each episode, we will share research and ideas from the classroom, from our incredible faculty, and explore how it's being translated into practice. I'm your host, Jenny Hammond, Chief Marketing and Communications Officer here in Poole College. Let's dive in. This has been a tremendous first season so far for the Poole Podcast. We continue to have some really interesting conversations about the work our faculty and staff are doing, as well as how it is impacting industry and the greater good. I look forward to continuing that conversation today with these two very special guests. First, I'm pleased to welcome back to the podcast, Dr. Frank Buckless, the Stephen P. Zelnack Jr. Dean of the Poole College of Management. Dean Buckless has been with NC State since 1989, where he has served many roles in the Department of Accounting, including department chair. In 2019, Chancellor Woodson appointed him the fifth dean of the Poole College of Management. Dean Buckless has been a huge proponent of the Poole Thought Leadership Initiative and continues to work to grow the brand and impact of the college. I'm also pretty lucky because I get to call him boss. Thank you for coming back, Dean Buckless. Our next guest, Dr. Randy Woodson, became North Carolina State University's 14th chancellor in April of 2010. Woodson leads the largest university in North Carolina with more than 34,000 students and a $1.5 billion budget. Under his leadership, the university created and implemented the Pathway to the Future Strategic Plan and advanced each of its strategic goals. NC State has become a lead university for two NSF engineering research centers, one Manufacturing USA Institute, and partner on six others and expanded to more than 70 industry and government partnerships on its nationally recognized Centennial campus. NC State has also garnered national and international recognition for its faculty and student scholarship. NC State launched the Think and Do the Extraordinary campaign to raise $1.6 billion for scholarships, research, programs, and facilities, propelling the university to even greater heights. Leading by example to tackle the world's grand challenges, Woodson also chairs the APLU Commission of Global Food Security and serves on the U.S. Council of Competitiveness Executive Committee. All right. Well, Dean Buckless, let's start with you. Poole College just recently celebrated its 25th anniversary. We've packed a lot in a short period of time. In your opinion, what has been Poole's greatest achievement so far, and where do you see the college going in the next 25 years? Sure, Jenny. In a, in a lot of ways, that's a hard question because there's so much to be proud of of what we've done in the last 25 years. But if you know, if I really step back and think 
what makes me most proud, it would be that we've really leveraged the strength of this university, the STEM of this university, and the engagement this university has with industry to really make an impactful experience for our students and our community. You know, and we're seeing that in so many ways. You know, we've we've gotten great support from our industry leaders in our community. Our enrollments are just going through the roof. I mean, we've increased in the last five years, our undergraduate enrollment by over 20%, our graduate enrollment by 50%. And we've, in that time frame, we've also seen about a 20% increase in the starting salaries for our undergrads and even a larger increase, over a 20% increase in our graduate students. So, you know, we're just seeing so many great things happening because of what we have been able to do and differentiate ourselves through the strength of the university. You know, looking to the future, honestly, I think universities, we have to be much more connected to our graduates in our community on a daily basis. And I think that's the area we're going to really have to start expanding because you know, the, the knowledge, pace of knowledge creation is just so much faster today. And the pace of change is just so much faster that we all have to kind of up our, our knowledge and up our tools on a daily basis. So making sure we're there for our, our graduates and our community when they need those, those upfits to make sure that they have a lifelong career, that they can really be successful. That's the area we're going to really need to move into. You know, because of the nature of this university, I feel we're better positioned to be able to do that than a lot of universities across our country. Chancellor Woodson, in the last few months, uh, the university has revealed its next 10-year plan. Looking back at the last 10 years, what key decisions help influence this next phase for the university? Well, you know, when I got here, I really recognized something that actually Frank was just talking about. The differentiated strength of NC State is sort of the think and do attitude that we have. You know, the, the mindset that we want to be the best scholars, but we want that to be impactful in our community. And, and so I believe some of the key decisions we made early on were really focused on that engagement part of the university. How do we, you know, how do we build a university that's relevant to the needs of the community? And we're very fortunate to be in a state that's growing and a part of the state that is as exciting as any metropolitan area in the country. And that, that affords us a tremendous opportunity to take the strength of the university and make it relevant to the economy of, of the triangle, relevant to the economy of the region and, and to the nation. I think on a really practical and fundamental level, one of the key decisions that we made early in the tenure of the last plan was really to get a handle on enrollment. And, you know, Frank just talked about the tremendous enrollment changes in uh, the Poole College of Management, but that's really been at a university that hasn't had dramatic enrollment changes at the undergraduate level. And the reason for that is because we thought it was important for us to really focus on quality and make sure that we were doing everything possible to be the most competitive university to attract the best students here, and to really produce graduates that are ready to compete in the marketplace. And so I think one of the most critical decisions we made early on was really managing enrollment. And, and say bluntly, is we made a hard decision not to continue to grow the undergraduate enrollment at NC State dramatically. And that was a hard decision because it's a financial decision but it's had a big impact on the demand for our university. It's had a big impact on our graduation rate has, has gone up by almost 
in the last 10 years. So you get good students, you give them a world-class education, and it turns out they graduate. And then when they graduate, as Frank pointed out, they get jobs. I think those are some of the critical decisions we made early on. So this next topic, I think you both are pretty passionate about, which is entrepreneurship. Yeah. I think that is definitely a key differentiator for us at NC State. Dean Buckless, how important would you say the partnership between Pool College and the university and supporting entrepreneurship ventures locally and statewide? How key is that? I mean, I think it's, it's again, it, it is one of our key differentiators. And it really, again, takes to the strength of this university, the science, technology, engineering, math, you know, using those, those that knowledge and those concepts and then bringing them to the market. You know, it's that think and do, taking it and then applying it. And so we're giving our students just great experiences that are really making them ready for tomorrow's world and, you know, making them more adaptive and, and, and being able to change and innovate and be creative that a lot of universities aren't able to do. So it's just really made a difference in our, the students that we are able to graduate and then the market and the opportunities they're having when they, when they get out. But it's more importantly, it is really making a big difference in our broader community because it's creating the jobs of the future. And, you know, I think that's, uh, you know, all of us want to make sure that everybody in this state and in this country has a great opportunity. And, and you know, most new jobs come from startups in, in this country. So we're helping to be an engine there. And, you know, and that is so much fun to see. And it's to, you know, see these concepts, you know, go from theory to go actually being applied and being used in the world. There was an article that I'd like to, to talk about that was uh, came out in Forbes in, in December of 2019. And it was, how was North Carolina fueling? startup success. And, you know, what was really cool about that is it, it said that NC State is the engine. We are really helping to create new opportunities in, in this state and in, in the broader world. In just the last five years, it highlights that 170 startups have come out of NC State and, you know, raised over $1.7 billion in capital and created many jobs for our citizens in our community. And it's just exciting to see that and, and to see the opportunities that are being created. And you know, this is a big part of the reason I think this area of the, the state is so vibrant and is just booming right now, which you know, I'm sure our chancellor can talk about. It creates other challenges for us, but it's just fun to be in that kind of environment. You know, I wanna give a shout out to, to the Poole College and to Dean Buckless and his colleagues, because I think the real thing that has changed at NC State Yes, we've, we've been entrepreneurial for a, a long time. We've spun out some amazing companies and we have a strength in engineering and science and math and, and, and that generates a lot of the intellectual property that generates, you know, the, it, that's the fuel for the startup engine. But what really has changed in the last few years has been the collaboration across our, our university. And, and I want to give Louis Sheets and, and Dean Buckless and his colleagues a lot of credit for reaching out across the university, for building bridges to other colleges and to other programs like in engineering and our College of Textiles and just all across the university. And that really has been a mindset that, you know, we're better together than we are apart. And the notion that our students actually need to benefit from that collaboration. And it's fun when you see student groups across campus working on entrepreneurial problems and you realize they're from four different colleges and they're bringing different sets of skills to the questions of, of the startup or the, the ecosystem they're working in. And I believe a lot of that started with 
with both the program that was developed early on in engineering and, and separately in the College of Management and those leaders reaching out to one another and saying, we need to build uh, this together. And it's made a big difference. You know, it's another example where when you work together and you take different units, you can create the sum of the parts is better than the individual organizations. And it's one of the reasons why we've now been recognized nationally as a top 10 uh, entrepreneurship program in the country, because we've, we've been doing this a long time, but we, we just needed to be better organized and shine a better light on it. And I'm grateful for the leadership and PECOM for doing that. And just to add, you know, it really, for our students, it, again, it gets them prepared to go out into the business world and, and work better because they're going to be work, they're working here with people with very diverse backgrounds, experience, and knowledge bases, which really makes them more competitive in the marketplace. We did have Lewis Sheets on a couple of weeks ago. He and Vivian Howard did a podcast with us, which was a lot of fun, but he made a, a point to to say that, you know, in a lot of university cultures, the business schools kind of are, they do their own thing. They don't typically interact with the university campus and cross collaborate, but pool's very different. Why, why is that so important? You're absolutely right. And I've, I've been associated with other universities where the, the B school was uh, special. Right. <laughs> and, and, Quote, special, uh, yes. Yeah. And I think that Frank's starting comments at the beginning of this podcast were in uh, his statement about what he and his colleagues were so proud of in the college was how connected it was within the university and uh, utilize the strength of NC State to build unique strengths for the, the college of management. That's because of people like Lewis Sheets. It's because of Dean Buckless and his colleagues of making sure that uh, PCOM the cool pool school, as we call it, is uh, connected to every aspect of the university. I'm biased on this, but I believe it's made PCOM better, and I know it's made the university better. I can't imagine it being any other way, and I can't imagine why a, a business school or a law school or any other school associated with the university that tends to think more about an industry or be more professional. They often are called professional schools. You know, why they would try to isolate themselves. The work at the interface of disciplines is the most interesting, the most difficult, because you've got to learn each other's language, but also the most rewarding, because it's what companies do. You know, and I, and I would add, Jenny, I mean, honestly, the reason I'm here at NC State was I saw that opportunity when I came here. And I thought that could be a huge differentiator. You know, and it's, it's as Chancellor would said, we're stronger together than we are separate. And, you know, you need to figure out, you know, we're in a great region. We've got some other great competition in our region. And, you know, I like that because that helps us to merely think about what's, what are, where can we differentiate and be successful? And, you know, what's, What's our strength? And, and our strength is in the science technology. And fortunately, in our economy today, that's the growth area. You know, so that's so lining up our college to be a part of that. We're going to just make create greater opportunities for all our graduates and our community. So to me, that was a fun thing. I didn't want to go be the same old as everybody else. I want to do something different. And I thought this university was a place you could do that. Well, let's face it. They're living the think and do spirit every day, um, which is pretty cool. So let's pivot for a second, Chancellor Woodson. Um, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't kind of bring up COVID at some point in this conversation today. But 
Some would say in the last 12 months, due to the pandemic, universities have struggled to make an impact. On the other hand, we see colleges such as Poole working across disciplines to find a way to support research that impacts the everyday citizen. I imagine you have seen a lot of that too. What is your take on the wins from living through the pandemic for the last year and how has it influenced your thoughts on the role of a university? Well, it, uh, first of all, let's just acknowledge for all the listeners, this has been a challenging time for all of us. And so we've worked hard to, uh, to keep the university strong and you know, every area of NC State, we really are, have three primary missions, education, engagement with our community and discovery. We reactivated research at NC State more quickly than anything. So our labs got back going early in the pandemic and they did it successfully. And I'll give you a couple of examples though, of things I'm proud of and in ways that I see the university continuing with all of those missions during the pandemic. Let's start with yesterday. Yesterday, and I'm not sure when this will be listened to, but yesterday I was with the governor for a big announcement of an economic development project here in the Triangle. And I was uh, invited to be there because the university, NC State, played a big role in this expansion of Fuji film Diocinth in the region. And in, in conversations there, the governor pulled me aside and thanked me profusely for the faculty in the Poole College of Management, for the role that our colleagues in logistics and supply chain had played in helping uh, the Department of Health and Human Services think about the vaccine rollout in the state. So, I mean, that's a very tangible example of Rob uh, Hatfield and his team in supply chain and logistics working with industrial and systems engineering and Julie Swan and bringing that expertise to the, to the state when they need it most. And so that's just one shining example of how the work of the university continued on during the pandemic and revealed itself to be as important as ever because of the pandemic. So just one of many examples I could give you of, of how important our efforts have been during this time. Dean Buckless, just to elaborate on that, you know, I've been fortunate to kind of sit at the table with you and, and making some really difficult decisions this year as we've kind of had to pivot in a lot of different ways. What would you say, uh, you know, perhaps are a positive or two that you've seen come out of this pandemic for the college? Well, I mean, one, we've learned how to engage our students better in different formats and, and it really broadened it across, you know, our college. We were already very good in the virtual space for our graduate programs. And, you know, now we've really come up with, I think, uh, new approaches that will be able to engage our students better moving forward. You know, I look at how our advising, you know, and that's a critical part for making sure our students do graduate on time and graduate, you know, in the areas that are going to create good success for them. We're doing better at providing that service to our students in this COVID-19 time than we really did before. Uh, we're, we're seeing it where, they're you're coming to their sessions, uh, you know, they're not canceling, they're getting the right information. So they make the good choices that they're going to help them in their career. So we've seen in that side and, you know, back to, to what uh, Chancellor Woodson was talking about. I'm really proud of how our faculty have stepped up to really make an impact on our community in this very challenging time. You know, uh, Chancellor talked about Rob Hanfield and we have Stacy Wood, who also has worked very hard to help uh, think about how do we make sure that people get this vaccine? So we really, 
you know, we get back to normal as, or what the new normal is going to be as fast as we can. You know, and we have Mark Beasley, who's helped, you know, organizations to think through what are areas we need to be looking for to make sure we're prepared and, and we have a great future. So, you know, so there's just so much that I think we're taking. And, and that's going to be important, I think, for all of us is we need to really make sure we take the good we've learned now and keep doing it moving forward. I want to follow up on something Frank just said. I mean, you know, we have learned a lot during this pandemic. And one of the things that the pandemic reinforced for all of us is how important our community is for our, our students, for our faculty and our staff. And, and it's been hard to create and maintain community during the pandemic, but we've learned a lot about ways to do that more effectively. That'll serve us well after the, the virus is long gone or at least under control. And so we've got a group and I'm sure this is true in PCOM you know, working hard to think about what have we learned? How are we going to apply it? I'm sure every corporation in America is doing this. You know, how is our workforce going to be impacted going forward? What have we learned about the way our workforce can operate in this kind of environment? And what part of that are we going to bring to benefit the university going forward? And I'm glad you mentioned Stacy because, you know, her work has been, I've seen it in newspapers all over the country because of her analysis of the human factors that contribute to willingness to take the vaccine or not. And Rob Henfield is a great example of someone that, you know, is always serving the community. So it's good stuff. Phenomenal faculty in, in Poole College, for sure. Shifting gears again, wanted to kind of talk a little bit about the landscape in, in which we are in right now with the university. So states, including our own, are challenged to meet the many funding needs. Universities are understanding the importance of growing their own food um, now more than ever, right? So we're about to wrap up the most successful fundraising campaign in the history of NC State. What is your vision for the use of these funds and how can we as a university continue to support our own initiatives down yeah. the road? Let me start with one of the first observations I made when I got to NC State was that we weren't competitive with our peers in terms of the size of our endowment. And so we made endowment a priority during this campaign. And it's really been a, a huge success for the university. But the goals were and remain using those funds to support our students, to make sure we have the funds to recruit and, and educate the best students in the country, regardless of their financial means to recruit and retain the best talent in our faculty, to build and support outstanding facilities and, and programmatic support. And we, we talk about the Pool College of Management. Well, that name is there for a great reason because of the wonderful generosity of Lonnie Poole and what he's done for the college. So the needs are the same. I mean, we're focused on helping our students be successful putting the resources to work uh, toward that end, putting the resources to work to, to endow professorships so that we know we have challenges on the salary side. So endowed professorships are always a means for us to recruit and make sure that we have the support necessary to keep the best talent here. And, and that'll be true going forward. I mean, we talk about the success of the campaign and we're very proud of it, but you know the needs continue and we'll keep focus on doing everything we can to make sure we have the resources to support our students and our faculty. 
at NC State. Dean Buckless, I'm curious if you had any follow-up on that. We've had conversations in the college. Um, you know, certainly we've got graduate programs that are revenue drivers that help support other programs. How critical is it that we continue to nurture those and build these opportunities for students? Chancellor Woodson was talking about uh, our rankings, uh, you know, in, in entrepreneurship and, and how both at the undergrad and graduate level now, you know, we've really moved up. We would not be able to do it without that support because it allows us to give and provide these immersive experiences to our students that would really be hard to do otherwise. So, I mean, it's really helped to, again, just elevate us. Uh, and as Chancellor Woodson indicated, you know, Lonnie Poole was a big, big factor. Lonnie and Carol, big factor in helping us get that movement. And we've had other significant donors who weren't even graduates of our college, but yet saw how we were trying to differentiate ourselves and believed in what we we're doing, then gave us that money to make those investments. You know, to me, one of the key things that the support does, it allows us to, to get the investments we need to move to where we need to be in the future for our students, for our faculty, and for our community. So uh, it's been critical and it's going to be critical because we're all challenged on this dimension. And we all have to figure out how to be more innovative and creative, quite frankly, and how we go about doing what we're trying to do, which is Chancellor Woodson indicated is, is to make sure we are creating a great educational experience for our students, right? We are engaging with our community and, and making sure that, uh, you know, we're, we're making, a, creating a vibrant community and we're discovering the knowledge and, and approaches that are gonna move us into the future. This next question is really for both of you and certainly Dean Buckless, from your perspective, from Poole College and Chancellor Woodson, just your experience as a chancellor working across campus. What are you hearing from industry as the skills that our students need to have for the future? Maybe the jobs we don't even know about yet. What are those and, and how are we preparing our students to meet those needs down the road? You know, I think you hit it right on, on the head there, Jenny, when you said the jobs we don't know about yet. We don't know what those jobs are mean. So what are the skills, you know, that our graduates need to make sure they have so they have a great career? And, you know, what I hear is innovation, creativity, good problem solving skills, but also you're going to need good people skills and good communication skills. You know, all those are important. But, you know, what I think what kind of underpins all this is we got to make sure we have graduates that have a curiosity and are always willing to learn and grow and are connecting concepts and ideas because uh, that's where I think they can really differentiate themselves and they're going to have to be resilient. You know, so that's what I'm really hearing. And these aren't easy skills to help our students develop. But again, through the philanthropy we've had and, and through the, the immersive experiences, we're giving those, our students those opportunities while they're here. So they're really, you know, and, that, and that's what I hear a lot from employers. Our students are really ready to be productive day one and give them a return on their investment in our people immediately, which is a great thing to hear. And, and again, they're going to create great opportunities for the long term. I certainly agree with everything Frank has said. But, you know, one of the things that I see is a great opportunity for higher education broadly defined. And, and Frank mentioned it early in this podcast where he talked about, you know, the pace of change and the need for skills to keep pace with that change. So upskilling of the workforce is something that Every company that I interact with is really thinking about how do they take the talent that they've already invested in and help them develop new skills so that they can continue to be uh, impactful to the corporation. And I believe universities like ours are going to have to figure out how we play in that space. And it's not just the degrees that we give to our students. It's uh, the continuing education, the certificate-based programs, the badges and credentials that we 
could work with the private sector to develop, maybe even tailored to a specific company. So I believe that the universities that are listening to their corporate partners and are really thinking about how to help them create opportunities for people that they've already invested in, that they've already hired, and give them the skills and talent that they need to continue to be successful. And we've, we're in a great space to do that. I mean, we're in Research Triangle. We're in uh, one of the fastest growing metros in the country. We've got companies all around us hiring great graduates from the Poole College of Management, from our engineering school, and and et cetera. But we want to make sure that we, as, as Frank said, that we continue to interact with those graduates, help them remain relevant and remain useful and productive for the companies that have hired them for upskilling for future careers. So I'm really excited about how we bring our academic talent at NC State together to think about, you know, how do we meet those needs and, and do it in a in a way that continues to differentiate NC State as the Think and Do University. You know, I'd just like to add, you know, the Kent Woodson made, you know, reminded me one of the things I didn't realize when I came here that really I think has been powerful is that industry engagement we have and having our students work with them. We see quicker what are the real skills and what are the deficiencies, what are the areas we need to focus in our curriculum so we're, we can adapt faster. Uh, to what we're doing to make sure that, again, we're really impacting. And that really has been a huge a differentiator for us, I believe. And, and, it's, and it's fun because, you know, it, it allows us, again, to make sure we're doing the right things for our students. The other, you know, thing I'd like to say is, you know, I think in the higher education, we have to really rethink about, you know, our programs. I don't think programs are going to last as long. We have to be more adaptive and, and quicker and more agile. Uh, to what we're doing, because again, the pace of change is just so fast. So, and the knowledge and the skills are changing so quickly. Uh, so we're going to, you know, we're going to have to really rethink how we can be even more agile, you know, and I think we're in, again, a much better position because of our industry engagement, we can be more agile, uh, but that's going to be important, I think, for all of higher education. Focus a little bit on research, which you both are very vocal about and the importance of it at NC State. Dean Buckless, as a business school, one would assume there's not as much in the way of research that takes place because we're a business school. Um, however, Poole College has a reputation of having some of the most funded research of any business school in the country. Why is that? And why is it so important for prospective students, faculty, and donors to know that information? You know, in, in, in a lot of ways, to me, and, and, and Chancellor Woodson talked about this, you know, we, we this think and do mantra of NC State, which I love. And I, and I think it really does tell us what we are, help us to, to know what we are and what we should be doing on. Well, you know, if you think about grant funding, it is all about taking the think and then bringing it to market and applying it in, in a way that's going to create better opportunities. So, so to me, it's just living out the think and do of NC State. Uh, and again, it's, it's, it's connecting us with industry. Uh, you know, it's giving our students the opportunity to be engaged in this thought leadership, in this creation. And, and you know, part of the reason you want to come to a school like NC State versus some other schools that aren't as, as research focused as us is we have people that are leading edge with knowledge and concepts. So, you know, what better place to learn the newest, best ways to currently do things? And the more we can do that with industry engagement and, and grant funding helps us to drive that, then the more, again, we're going to prepare our students and we're going to, you know, help our community. I put my admissions hat on from my previous career. I mean, I know for recruiting MBA students, 
one of the appeals to NC State has always been that they feel that they can learn something in the classroom one evening and immediately apply it the next day. Chancellor Woodson, I, I wanna ask a, I don't wanna say they're soft questions, but maybe they're soft questions. As a chancellor, you get to see just about every aspect of this university. I'm sure most of it is good, but there's probably some areas that maybe aren't as wonderful, but what excites you? What gets you up every morning to want to continue to do this job? And what, what's happening right now on the campus of NC State that you're, you're passionate about and you're, and you're telling others that are learning yeah. more about the university? You know, one of the great things about leading a university like NC State is that, you know, there's so much to be excited about and every day is different. Um, this is a great job for somebody that has attention deficit disorder like I do, because I, I get to think about a lot of different things. And, you know, for example, this week, my passion for the connection of the university to the industries that we support has been rekindled by all of the economic development activity we've been involved in. I mean, we've seen two big announcements in, in the triangle in the last day and, and NC State played a pivotal role in both of those. And so interacting with the CEOs of those companies, interacting with you know, people in state government about recruiting talent and recruiting corporate talent to the state, it's been a great reminder for me this week about that critical role NC State plays. But you, know, you may be surprised to hear me say this, but I'm excited about the challenge that we've we continue to overcome with this virus and what it says about resilience and perseverance for our students, our faculty and our staff, and how that is likely, in my view, going to translate into a reawakening of our university. Not that we were asleep before, but, you know, you talk about you know, I was reading everybody right now and is trying to speculate on what's the economy going to do. Everybody's worried about inflation. Everybody's worried about a big boom. You know, I think we, we're going to have a big boom in education. And it's a boom that uh, NC State is ideally suited to benefit from because, as Frank pointed out earlier, because of our connection to the industries that we serve and our ability to stay focused on what the needs of the community are. Chancellor Woodson, great leaders are often not willing to take credit for some great success. Most people would say you're very approachable, uh, you're warm, funny, students love you. When you think about your time here at NC State, what do you want people to say your legacy will be? Oh, <laughs> I hate that question, Jenny. <laughs> Had to throw it in there. I had to throw it in there. <laughs> Look, I think every leader, at least I hope, I mean, this is the way I've always thought about it, is you want to leave the place better than you found it. And, uh, you know, I'll leave others to decide how it's better than it was found. But there's a lot for all of us to be proud of. You know, we've tripled our endowment. You know, the research strength of the university has grown dramatically. But I think the thing that I guess I'm more proud of than anything is um, I think the brand has gotten stronger. And that's everybody's responsibility. 
and as I think Frank said it, you know, a bit tongue in cheek, you know, we do have some competition in the region. A little. How many, how many places can you be in America where, except maybe Boston, where, you know, you have the only R1 universities in North Carolina are within 20 miles of each other. <laughs> but they create the research triangle. And, uh, you know, it makes it interesting because you've got, um, we're all in the same media market. We all see, read the same stories and we're all fighting for oxygen. So I'm, I'm proud of the enhanced visibility. This has always been a great place. I mean, I knew it to be, that's why I'm here because I'm a plant scientist and NC State is among the world's best in my area of science. I've known faculty here for throughout my career, but I also knew, and one of the reasons I came here is because I believed it was better than it was perceived to be. And I wanted to play a role in trying to elevate its brand. And if anything, I'm, I guess I'm proud of that. Well, we're proud of you. Thank you. One last question for both of you. As leaders in your individual areas, how would you say that you live out the think and do spirit every day? I really, that spirit attracted me to, to NC State because, you know, I, I wanted to make sure what I did was relevant and impactful. And, and to me, that's what the do part really says, right? I mean, I've always, you know, I guess you go into academics because I liked to be able to think and be creative and, and investigate things. But I also want to see that there's really, you know, an impact with, with whatever ideas and concepts I come up with. You know, the way I live it is I'm always trying to look out there, you know, what are the changes going on in our world? You know, what are the opportunities? How can we be a part of that and take advantage of that and, and position so that, uh, you know, we're going to create some great opportunities again for our students and our community. So in some ways, you know, I, I think I have the same problem our chancellor does in that, uh, you know, I love the different things that come at me. You know, if I had to do the same thing every day, I think I would just go crazy. Uh, and in this job, you know, there's stuff coming at you every which way, every day. But to me, that's that, you know, if it was easy, that wouldn't be fun. It's, it's those hard challenges to me are the fun thing and, and try to figure out how you can solve them. And, you know, not every day I, we do, you know, I have to pick myself up and get up again and say, all right, that didn't work. So let's try something else. And, and you know, that's so that's to me, I guess, how I try to, to live that out. I've always been a attracted to, you know, the applied disciplines, the, the disciplines in the academy that where the work that you do has immediate relevance to, to people's lives. And, you know, that's true for a lot of things. It's true for medicine. It's true for, you know, business. It's true for engineering. So many fields that, that NC State has people working in. So, I mean, like Frank, I, I think about, you know, everything as a, as a challenge and as a problem, and we need to find a solution to it. And getting to the solution as quickly as we can is what brings, moves the university forward. We talk a lot. We've used it. I use it every day in my vernacular, and, and I've heard Frank say it many times, you know, this think and do mantra. Our alumni love this, but, you know, we, we didn't always talk about it that way. And early in my tenure here, when we were working on the last, the current strategic plan, the one that's ending, 
you know, we were around a table talking about think tanks and how none of us really would be very excited to work in a think tank that's always just, you know, consulting. You go in and you consult with a company and then you leave and you don't know if anything happened or not. You know, I think Brad Bolander said, well, we actually want to be a do tank. (laughs) And, And, you know, so some of those early conversations about, you know, bringing this mindset of solving real problems, but using the best scholarship to do it. It's a fun part of the job. Yeah, so what's in, I lied. I actually have one more question for you. It's a fun (laughs) one. Um, And Frank got to answer this one earlier in an earlier podcast, but we've been asking all of our guests and it's appropriate, I think is the chancellor for you to think about this one, but go back to Chancellor Woodson before he was chancellor when he was 21. You could go back and look at your 21 year old self. What advice would you give to yourself? I'll tell you real quick. We asked this question of Vivian Howard. She was hilarious. She said, I will tell my, oh, she said, I will tell myself to chill the heck out. (laughs) Just like that. And I said, yes, that's what we would do. I'd be curious though. What what would, what would you have said? Wow. You know, when I was 21, I was a, what a junior in, in college, I was so focused on getting prepared for graduate school because I I decided early in my academic undergraduate career that I wanted to be a professor. Uh, I know that's kind of weird. I didn't had no idea what a professor was when I went to the university because I grew up in a small town. So I think um, what I may have asked myself or, or told myself is to be really very flexible and very open to opportunities. I mean, I've taken some different paths in my career. They were all opportunities that came along, but maybe along the Vivian Howard line, you know, I'm not sure about chill out. I've always been pretty chill. (laughs) Music helps with that. Uh, But I, I would have tried to make sure that I was a little more flexible in the way I was thinking about my future, because at 21, I had it all mapped out. Of course, it didn't turn out the way I had it mapped out, but I had it mapped out. Well, that's great advice. A lot of our students and alumni can appreciate that, but everything's hindsight, right? When you think about it, so. Yeah. Well, I really do appreciate your time today, both of you, Dean Buckless, Chancellor Woodson. I think there's some great nuggets in here that people can take away. And I think we are extremely fortunate to have two leaders that live every day the think and do spirit and are passionate about what they do and i think we're in better hands at nc state because we have the two of you leading the home so thank you so much thank you thanks for all you guys do all right thank you to everyone for listening for more information on the pool college of management at nc state visit pool.ncsu.edu or follow along on social media where we're at NC State Pool. You can learn more about the strategic goals of NC State at ncsu.edu, as well as follow along on all campus happenings at NC State. And you can keep up with Dean Buckless on Twitter at PCOM underscore Dean. And if you like this show, be sure to subscribe and leave us a rating and review. This podcast is a production of EarFluence. I'm Jenny Hammond, and we'll see you next time on The Pool Podcast.